It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate right around the UAE and available, of course, on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, it's another Saturday morning. Yes, the weekend has arrived and we are getting ever so closer to the end of the month and the end of the year, December the 16th today. Well, I want to sort of pick up on a interesting story talking about tenant registrations. Now, they have risen by 110% in Dubai. This is prompting landlords to list 91% more properties. Boy, that is such a increase. And villa rentals have rocketed up to 58%, thanks mainly to family demand. The Arabian business has reported that savvy sellers have capitalised on the surge, listing 21% more properties and new buyer investor registrations have soared 53% with affordable ready-to-move-in off-plan units. So a number of talking points there that we will get to in just a moment. It is a Saturday morning, which means that we have got the Saturday morning property market update coming up in just a moment. And joining us this morning, we have Matthew Gregory and also Charlie Borrell. It's the Saturday morning property market update. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate on the Dubai Property Podcast. And first off, uh, let's come to you, Charlie, because as I mentioned, those tenant registrations, they have jumped by 110% in Dubai. I know that this is a space that you work in. So what have you kind of noticed around that? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, there are a lot of people coming to Dubai and I think the tenant registration is just going to increase. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. The amount of new people that I have trying to rent a property here in Dubai and trying to rent an apartment, especially in Dubai Marina, is continuously increasing. I and mean, I don't think it's going to stop, which is obviously then going to lead to obviously the property prices coming up a little bit for landlords, which is a good sign for landlords. But it's going to be difficult for people coming in. But I don't think it's going to stop just because Dubai is so attractive in general for the work and the weather. People are still going to continue to move here. So I don't think this is going to stop anytime soon. And if you are listening to the podcast this morning outside of Dubai, I mean, that's really the warning is just the way that the rental market is absolutely on steroids at the moment. You'll have to make sure that you get the the right agent on your side working for you to, to really present some options to you that is going to fit your budget. And that's really the key, isn't it, Charlie, is just making sure that somebody's budget is going to suit the location in Dubai that they're hoping to reside in. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Like You do definitely need to work with the right agent as well, someone that really knows what they're talking about and someone knows the market and knows the prices. 
Otherwise, you're just going to be led really, really confused when you move over here. So you do need to make sure you've got a good agent. And it definitely depends on where you're working as well. Like your local to buy is becoming a lot bigger than obviously what it was before. So it definitely is important to know the location where you want to live. And obviously the market's increasing in every area. Like even the areas that were seen as cheaper before are now going to start increasing, especially areas like JVC with a tram going in, Alpha Jan being closer to the new palm. So all areas are going to start to generally start increasing increase but yeah you do definitely need to work with the right agent just to make sure you're well looked after and you know what you're getting and everything's all correct now this report also talks about the villa rentals which has rocketed up by 58 percent. this is obviously an area that you would have noticed like 2023 seems to be the year that the villa rental pricing has just absolutely gone bonkers yeah, I think it's because a lot of families are moving here as well. Because obviously, if you're just a young adult and you're moving here to work, obviously an apartment's probably going to be for you. But families are now starting to move here just because the schools are, there's so many more schools here in Dubai. The schooling is good in general as well. And it's just a lot better place to live than in your home country. There's so many factors that I could go on. I could go on all day why Dubai is such a better place than wherever you're from. The villa rental market is going to increase as well just because the amount of families that live in here. Yeah, right. So let's go to you there, Matthew, because the Arabian business reported, as I said, that uh, sellers have really capitalised on the surge in the market, listing, you know, 21% more properties. We all know of people that have done this whole capitalisation on the market because there's always the sweet spot to actually cash out and sell. And that's been happening throughout 2023. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you're you're right in terms of the sweet spot. And I think this is a conversation I have almost on a daily basis with not only the team here, but, you know, colleagues in other companies when the market might be on a downturn. But at the moment as a seller, right, you you clearly want to be able to to sell your unit or units, as you said, because they're listing more than just one at the point where you're likely to get the biggest return. And I think that at the moment, you know, it's trying to actually predict that, which is the biggest challenge for sellers. And we have a lot of data as agents on our fingertips here to try and you know, have data-led conversations with our sellers. You know, And sellers are investors, right? They bought these properties, what might have been at the peak at 2014. So they've been holding on to them for what might be now the, the peak that we're seeing, which is just surpassed the peak of 2014. Now, over the last six, seven months, there's been a lot of talk in the market with regard to a property price correction. Now, some people will say that that is already underway. The price property correction is happening as we speak. Now, there are very much different sides to the property market cycle. So what's your take on that with many conversations that you've had with your team? there, Matthew, around the, the, the price correction, because it depends on somebody's opinion to a large extent, because there are all sorts of commentators in the market, and they're freely willing to tell us that we're either in a property price correction or we're not in a property price correction. So how do you see that? One could argue that actually we're only three or what might be four years into this cycle, this upward turn. That said, it was born about through what is a sort of global event, which was COVID. 
We're starting to see that tail off a bit now. And in previous cycles, we've seen property prices you know, undergo what might be a 20% correction. Now, you know, that can bring it way under again what was this peak of 2014. But property is an asset class, right? It's like stocks, it's like shares. You hold on to it. You try and make sure that actually you're you're foreseeing if you're an investor and you've bought multiple units, when you might want to sell in order to make a profit on that asset class. And again, you know, if you look back at things like Amazon and uh, Apple stocks, you might have thought that actually, you know, $54 that it was, you know, five, six, seven years ago is trivial now. If you held on to it back then, you know, you've you've made much in in terms of multiples of your original money. So for people that actually are investors, then, you know, holding on to the property to try and make sure that you're selling it at the right time is crucial. That said, if you're an end user, get into the market. You know, mortgage rates at this moment in time, yes, they're high, but still you're not paying off someone else's mortgage. You've got the opportunity to actually sit, to not worry about what Charlie was talking about earlier in terms of the crazy increases in rental. You know, if you're a family coming into the country, you know, you're faced with almost 100% increase in rental prices than they were three and a half years ago, a hundred percent, which is a staggering amount and a huge amount of money. So, you know, it depends on what side of the fence you sit, if you're an end user or if you're an investor, but if you're an investor, well, you know, one could argue that we've still got three years to go for the cycle to finish. The data suggests that we don't, but I do think the market needs to correct somewhat in order to uh, in order to ensure that we can carry on going and, but not maybe at the, the crazy level that we've seen over the last 12 months. All right, so let's talk about something else that has been taking place in 2023, and that is the property developments. And Charlie, last week we were talking about Allington. Now, they are pretty active at the moment, and this week, uh, once again, they are delivering a new DMCC development in Uptown Dubai, which is including a beach club in JLT. Now, I don't like to particularly single out any developer. I like to just talk developments in general, but what makes this a little bit different? Yeah, so Ellington have just launched a luxury residential project, like you said, in uh, Uptown Dubai. Yeah, and it's quite weird because it's landlocked. And they've just launched a 45,000 square feet beach club, which is going to attract a lot, a lot of people over to this off-plan project. So yeah, it's very exciting times to come. And what are the highlights for you for this year in terms of the properties that have sold across the Dubai market? I mean, there's just so many of these big plots that have been sold on the palm. So what is standing out for you? Well, the one that stands out for me is the record one that's been done this year. So uh, 261,000 square feet plot of land has just been sold for 940 million dirhams, which is a crazy, crazy amount. And if you're an investor, surely you're going to be looking at this thinking this is the place to be seeing figures like this being transacted. And I don't think it's going to stop there just with the amount of off plan that's coming up and we've got the new palm being launched as well. So within the years to come, more and more people are going to move here. And I don't think these figures are going to stop. It's all about sentiment at the end of the day, and the sentiment at the moment is still very much uh, buoyant. So same sort of question to you. What's been the highlight with properties sold in 2023, and what can you sort of advise anybody thinking about coming into the Dubai market to invest, uh, perhaps be an owner-occupier of some property? What are some of the, the takeaways, maybe mixed in 
with the highlights and a little bit of that advice for the listener this morning. Yeah, sure. I think that, you know, for me, I think one of the highlights has to be the Como residences, right? Because I think this is a tower, 70 plus stories. We saw a penthouse on there sold for uh, 500 million dirhams. I drove past that the other day and quite frankly, it's still a patch of sand. There's nothing on there from a construction perspective. For me, that just shows, you know, the appetite for Dubai property. Now, most people are going to be looking for something a little bit more modest uh, that can fit themselves or their family. My advice to those people, uh, which is I think Charlie covered a little bit of at the beginning of this conversation, is find a good agent, make sure that you understand the area that you want to go in. If you're looking for something that will actually give you a bit of capital appreciation as well, look for a good area that's close possibly to the sea if you're looking for apartments. If you want value, then you have to go back inland a little bit. I think JVC you know, is, a, is an area that's really you know, up and coming now i think it's had its uh, it's had its moments where you know people were like well it's it's still a bit far out but actually now jvc is not far out compared to other developments if you're looking for villas again you know you might want to look for something that is original so you can actually upgrade it uh, to your specification and your tastes but also you know to understand that if you're here for the long term, I've been here for seven years. Do I wish I'd have bought when I first arrived? Absolutely. Because, you know, I'd be seven years into paying off a property. I wouldn't have been at the mercy of some of the, the landlords that I've uh, that I've been, uh, you know, living in their units. Because again, you know, we've seen a 100% increase in some of the rental. So really try and understand area. So there's lots of things to consider. But I think that if you get a good agent, at a reputable company, then I think that actually that agent should give you the best possible advice. Yeah, and Charlie, what are you saying to your friends, people that you know that are coming into the market? Because Matthew touches on a a really good point. If you initially come into the market and you start renting, it's very easy to get locked in from year to year because that's the way that the tenancies work. You know, you can't just get out easy. Are you sort of advising your friends, look, if you can possibly buy please buy rather than get trapped into the rental cycle. Yeah, 100%. I always tell my friends, if anyone's coming over here to to look to get into the market, I really recommend buying instead of renting just because the rental prices are increasing and we keep seeing forecasts of 5% increase, 10% increase just going into 2024 alone. And I don't think that's going to stop, just like I said earlier, with the amount of people moving into Dubai. This week, of course, we had COP28. It was extended. Uh, It's all over now. But did you notice like 70,000 plus people? How much did you kind of feel that, you know, there was this additional people in town? To be honest, this time of year anyway, you do get a lot of people here, but I definitely felt it was a little bit different, especially with uh, Sheikh Zayed Road being closed for three days. It just felt a little bit different here in Dubai as well. And the market didn't slow down at all, but it, it definitely felt a little bit different when people being here. And yeah, you definitely noticed it 100%. Matthew, what did you sort of note around COP28? Because it was a pretty uh, big uh, week or so that that was underway. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I noticed it a little bit more because I actually live right next to the site where COP28 was held. So, you know, what was a sleepy little uh, clump of apartments turned into a bustling, you know, 24 hour uh, city, essentially. But I think that the the point for me, you know, we it closed, what, three days ago now on Wednesday, the best part of 36 hours longer than it was meant to actually stay open because they couldn't get the deal over the line. From a listener perspective, the, the main takeaway here was the the text used in the agreements. But the text that they closed on was to uh, transition away from fossil fuels. Now, for me, actually, that has a could have a big impact on this region. Clearly, this region is built on fossil fuels. You know, it's very much an oil state. You know, to transition away and agree everybody to transition away from fossil fuels means that actually the country, albeit only, I think, 10 to 15% of GDP now comes from oil in uh, in the UAE, or certainly in Dubai. The region itself brings more people in, uh, you know, sustainable, you know, environmental engineers. You've got, you know, solar. Clearly, solar is a big thing here anyway, with one of the largest sort of solar farms in the world. So, so, you know, it'd be an interesting time over the next 20 years, you know, how it um, how it impacts what might be the, the t- demographic of people that we see here, because arguably a lot of the original, uh, a lot of the original people coming into Dubai was clearly for oil. And so that will change. And to answer your question, yes, it was very busy where I live. Um, you know, lots of police, lots of helicopters and lots of people bustling around. You know, I believe that negotiations on the final draft of the agreement went on till 3 a.m. So, you know, it was so certainly uh, big news when it came out on Wednesday. Yeah, the dynamic around fossil fuel is definitely changing. All right, fellas, well, that kind of wraps us up on our Saturday morning. I'll let you get out there and uh, no doubt get busy, get uh, cranking with real estate. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Charlie, for once again coming on to the Dubai Property Podcast. That's great. Thanks very much, Craig. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Craig. You too. You have a good day. Navigate the world of real estate like a pro with expert insights, opinions and trends to up your game and knowledge when buying your next property. There is still Russian buying in Dubai. However, that speed rush, you know, when just Russians came in here and just paid any price, it's not happening anymore because now they got educated more on the city. They knew that they overpriced, whether it was for a purchase or it was for a lease. So the Russian money is kind of steaming out a bit, but we still have Americans, Australians and Chinese. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.